Welcome to Innovation Lives Here, an original podcast series produced by BIC Studios in partnership with Mass Hire Berkshire Workforce Board in a region internationally renowned as a destination for its natural beauty and cultural attractions. The phrase Innovation Lives Here is a broad acknowledgement that technology and innovation are also part of the Berkshire's industrial past, present, and future. I'm your host, PJ Moynihan, executive producer of BIC Studios at the Berkshire Innovation Center. Together, we will delve into the human stories which underpin the Berkshire's innovation economy and explore topics and trends that are relevant to employers and job seekers. Our first installment of the podcast, entitled The Changing Workforce, is a six-episode limited series investigating the evolving landscape of the job market through the stories of firms and workers that make up the fabric of Berkshire County's technology-focused sectors. Episode one of The Changing Workforce is a conversation amongst stakeholders in regional workforce and economic development that lays the groundwork for the challenges and opportunities for firms and workers amidst a rapidly evolving landscape. We sat down with Brenda Burdick from General Dynamics, Ben Sosny from the Berkshire Innovation Center, and James Kupernick from Vidmob at our shiny new podcasting suite here at the BIC to jump feet first into a conversation that impacts everyone in our region. So, uh, Brenda, Ben, James, welcome to the Innovation Lives Here podcast. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, for starters, I'd love it if you could introduce yourselves uh, and acknowledge for our listeners a bit about your organizations and your role within your organization. So, Brenda, we can start with you. Thank you very much for inviting me here today. I'm the Director of Marketing and Strategic Communications at General Dynamics Mission Systems in Pittsfield. I'm also uh, the Chair of the Board of Trustees for MCLA, the Massachusetts College of Liberal Arts. I am a member of One Berkshire, and I'm also a member of the Mass Business Roundtable. Thanks, PJ. Thanks for hosting us uh, here. I love what you've done in the studio at the BIC. Um, I am Ben Sosny, Executive Director here at the Berkshire Innovation Center. Um, I always say that I have the pleasure of being the Executive Director and I, and I, here, and I really feel that way. I work with um, all kinds of great companies, including uh, General Dynamics and Vidmob. So thanks for having me. PJ and Ben, thanks for having inviting me to uh, the, the first podcast. Uh, excited to be here. I'm James Kupernick, the CTO or Chief Technology Officer at Vidmod. Uh, my role within the company is really managing um, our engineering team and, and our technology strategy uh, for the company. Uh, I'm also uh, on the board here at the Berkshire Innovation Center and a lifelong resident of the Berkshires. Fantastic. All right. So quite a group we got around, gathered around the table here. Starting with you, Brenda, uh, you know, from your perspective, you know, how would you characterize the, the regional job market here uh, in the Berkshires? I'd say that there's a tremendous opportunity in the Berkshires job market. There's opportunity for um, entry-level people, for folks who are already working that want to advance their careers, whether it's in manufacturing or business. I think the last time I looked, there were over a thousand jobs that were available here in the Berkshires, and that's a broad range of technology, manufacturing, engineering, and business. And how about specifically at, at your company, at General Dynamics? And you are, if I'm not mistaken, one of, if not the largest employer in yes. the region? Yes, we are the largest high-tech employer in Berkshire County. And we have 1,600 employees in our Pittsfield facility. That includes manufacturing, engineering, and business-related support functions. And uh, we've been h- hiring probably for the past 20 years, and we've been on a trajectory of growth for that time. And we continue to see that happen. 
As a defense contractor, we've been working to expand our business in both supporting the U.S. Navy, the U.S. Air Force, and other programs uh, that really help to keep our nation safe. So, Ben, the BIC, the Berkshire Innovation Center here. So, you know, sort of a new kid on the block. In your tenure, you know, thus far as, you know, someone who has basically been given a charge to usher in a new era of economic development here in the Berkshires, what are you seeing and how have things like the pandemic and technology sort of created a very unique landscape at the moment? Thanks for that, PJ. I always reference back, like, you know, I grew up here in Berkshire County. And as a kid, I was taken to all of our cultural destinations whether that's the Berkshire Museum or Hancock Shaker Village and the Clark. Um, it's part of the reason that my wife and I moved back and decided to raise our family here. We love all of the cultural assets of the region, the outdoor activities. Um, but it wasn't until I landed in, in this role that I really learned about uh, sort of the history of innovation and the technology-focused firms. One of the first things I did uh, four years ago when I took this job was to start to get out there and, and go visit. Brenda and her team gave me a tour of General Dynamics. I visited some of our plastics manufacturers. I visited Boyd Biomedical. And I was just blown away because growing up here, nobody put this on my radar, that these companies existed, that these opportunities existed. I, I just had no, it was absolutely foreign to me that this, this was happening. And so I think in taking this role, one of the initial things I wanted to do was start to change that narrative for our young people and people visiting to say, hey, there's a side of the Berkshires that we don't often look at. And it's pretty amazing. Uh, it's it's like fascinating what these companies are doing. 90% of the companies I work with, I think, have like tremendous, tremendous room for growth. And it's sort of like blue sky. And the one thing that's holding them back often is talent. All I hear is if I had more talent, there's so many opportunities. And some of that 10% are companies that I look at and say, you actually have more growth potential than you realize. You know, we do we do some programs here at the BIC where we take uh, high school students on tours of facilities to kind of have that same experience that I had. And the response is very similar. I, I get high school kids walking back in here after a tour and I say, how was it? And they were just like floored, like, oh my God. That looked like a, it looked like a surgical suite. It looked like a hospital. It was so clean and like um, very different than that perception around kind of that your, your, your grandfather's manufacturing. So um, it's, for me, it's been energizing just, you know, working with the companies here and, and sort of relaying that feeling that I initially had to, um, to young people. Was there a sense that, you know, the Berkshires is somewhere you grow up, you get an education, you have a good quality of life, and then you, then you go to the big city? Right. Or then you go somewhere where there's opportunity um, that exists that doesn't exist here. Was that sort of a is that a message that people internalize? You know, so in other words, people aren't aware sort of writ large that a company like Vidmob uh, oh is, exists in a place like Pittsfield. Is that fair? Yeah, that is definitely fair. And I would say you definitely have to dig in to find the opportunities here. When I was growing up, I fully assumed that post high school, I was going to be in New York or somewhere else in order to take that next step. By just chance of digging in, and this was the late 90s, early 2000s, the internet was starting to really become a thing. And I was working in the mail order phone department of Country Curtains. And I overheard them talking about, hey, we need to do this thing on the internet. And I was playing around. So I raised my hand and said, sure, I, I can do that. That moment immediately unlocked a network of people within the county that allowed me to build my career here. Um, but without that one moment, 
I don't think that I would have really built the career here or discovered all of those opportunities in the software engineering field um, that I have. And so, James, did you find VidMob or did VidMob find you? It's kind of a bit of both. So uh, I got introduced to VidMob through an old CTO at the company I was working for uh, previously. And by chance, he got introduced to the founders of, of VidMob, and he knew they were looking uh, to start this new venture. And he made the recommendation that they meet uh, with myself and and a couple other folks that I had worked with uh, for uh, the past 10 years. Uh, maybe a bit more context uh, for our listeners about who VidMob is as uh, you know a real player in the marketplace right now. Yeah, sure. So uh, VidMob is a New York-based company. I, I say that, but the engineering was started uh, and founded here in Pittsfield, Massachusetts. And VidMob is a creative platform for really marketing. It, it is bringing intelligence to the content that really drives the performance for brands and their ad dollars. The way we do that is we leverage AI technologies to analyze all of the media and content that these brands are producing. And we pair that with how our consumers engaging with that content. And then we make recommendations and, and develop insights around that content uh, so that they can build better content uh, through our tools and our marketplace. We have a marketplace of creators that uh, then take those insights and intelligence we create through our AI systems, and they iterate over that and create new content for our marketers. How many people in your Pittsfield office specifically, and how has that grown in the last, say, three to five years? Uh, there's the pre-COVID growth, and then there's post-COVID. Uh, and so we were exclusively hiring software engineers in Pittsfield all the way up to COVID, and we had, I think, 32 uh, engineers in-house right in downtown Pittsfield up until COVID. COVID happens and lasted longer than any of us uh, anticipated, and we did have a scatter. So uh, today, my team is uh, just over 60 total. Uh, we have about 15 people that are within commuting distance of the Pittsfield office. So uh, VidMob lives here. Berkshire Innovation Center lives here, General Dynamics lives here. I mean, this is just a sampling of some of the, the firms and the opportunities that exist here in the Berkshires. Mass Hire Berkshire Workforce Board creates and sustains powerful connections between businesses and job seekers through a statewide network of employment professionals. We are proud to support the Innovation Lives Here podcast and promote career opportunities in Berkshire County. To learn more, please visit us at masshireberkshire.com. All right, so welcome back. I want to sort of recontextualize a bit about the campaign that this podcast is tied to. This is a campaign that is a partnership between the Berkshire Innovation Center, Big Studios, and Mass Hire Berkshire Workforce Board, which draws upon this idea, innovation lives here, that everyone knows the Berkshires are beautiful, that everyone knows they have arts and culture, everyone knows that it's a great place to go. But we want to reinforce this idea that innovation also lives here. Uh, and as part of what you experienced, Ben, going out as, you know, executive director of the BIC and seeing these firms doing crazy things, all these disparate constellations, that was almost a surprise to you as someone who lived here, uh, who grew up here. So, Brenda, do you want to talk specifically about, you know, what is that idea, innovation lives here? What does that mean to you? So I think innovation has a number of definitions, and you can really think about how you innovate yourself or how you recreate yourself. Um, I also grew up in the Berkshires. I've lived here all my life. I went off to college for four years. I thought I would end up in Boston or Providence or somewhere. And I was fortunate enough to get a job in marketing at Canyon Ranch in the Berkshires just before they opened. So I joined the team 
in their marketing and public relations area. After that, I went over to the Swift River Inn, which was a cross-country ski resort. So definitely in that hospitality area, uh, you know, spa and health and fitness. And after I had my first child, I decided to make a change into a different market. And that's when I started working at General Dynamics. And so in a sense, I used the skills that I always had in marketing and in communications, but I applied them to a totally different market. So although I didn't reinvent myself as to what my skills were, I reinvented how I could apply those skills to a, to, uh, to a new market. Yeah, everyone has like a, a pathway story, whether we're like funneled in to a pathway or we sort of stumble upon it. Everyone has a pathway story. And so th- this is a very unique time in the workforce. It's a very unique time for employers it's, or for firms. It's a very unique time to be a job seeker. I would argue probably a good time to be in the job market if you're looking for, um, for new opportunities. I think you're absolutely right um, that this is a very unique time and that employees just need to take a look and assess their skills, what they're passionate about, what they really want to do in the future, and not look at it from a limiting perspective, but look at it from an opportunity. For example, if you do look at a job description and there's 10 roles and responsibilities, but there's one that you don't think you have the qualities for, don't pass that up. Think of the nine out of the 10 that you do qualify for. And I think by being able to assess your skills, communicate how those skills can help you with that particular job, I do believe that employers are are more ready to listen to your personal story instead of just what's on paper. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly right. And a story for another day, when I was racing motorcycles, I had to supplement my income. And so I worked in the service industry while I was doing software engineering during the day. And those skills of, of being in the service industry, bartending and waiting tables, so directly transfer over to what it takes for me to respond and be very client-centric in how we build our products, how I work with my team, how you develop a sense of urgency. And uh, my, my team continually rolls their eyes at me because I draw parallels to everything in my life and relate it back to work. Um, but I just wrote this uh, post to the team about the show The Bear, which was on, on Hulu, I think. There was an episode about the sense of urgency and how you really develop that in a kitchen or a restaurant environment. But when we're working in a technology sector, right, we don't have the benefit of all of this time. And that's really hard to like convey and understand if you've never worked in an environment like that. And so if you are in this industry, like service industry, there's so much value and experience that you bring to an organization. Um, and that's why some of our favorite and my favorite employees have been people who've done career changes, have come from performing arts, have come from service industry, have taken boot camps to do that career change because they come to the, the business with just that perspective and that understanding and can manage the workload and demands in, in different ways than, you know, I think to your point, somebody who kind of funnels into a traditional like 
four-year college career path is very different than somebody who stumbles into, hey, I had to make a life change. Um, and they both have their benefits, but they bring different skills to the table. Right. And so some people actually have all this life experience or this work experience um, that they might not realize translates to a job that has upward mobility. So Ben, how much of how much of you know bartending at the Granite Country Club prepared you for your job as the executive director of the BIC? I, you know, at 18, went off to college, but I would come home every summer and bartend. The regulars at the bar used to always joke that you get your degree at the university, but you get your education right here at the club. And that was 100% true. I always encourage young people to do it, just um, to, get that, to get that background. To your point, Brenda, um, I hear this over and over again from young people looking at job postings, particularly. They're like, oh, I can't do this because, like you said, one out of the 10 things that an employer lists Oh, I don't know how to do that. It's like you got to stick yourself out there a little bit. Employers write these things to be comprehensive. Some of them are very formulaic because they've been this way forever. But most of the employers right now are being very open to what skill sets people bring um, outside the box in their history can really add to a position. 1,600 employees here in the Berkshires for General Dynamics. You know, when your firm is in the process of hiring, new employees. I mean, how important are those human skills? I think human skills are an incredible uh, part of any job. And the ability of an applicant to be able to verbalize what those skills are and how they've helped them advance uh, in their career or how it can help them in this next job is, is really, really important. I mean, obviously, for some jobs like engineering, you have to have an electrical engineering degree or a mechanical engineering degree. But for many other jobs, you don't necessarily have to have that specific degree. Uh, we have over 200 manufacturing jobs in Pittsfield, and we are looking for quality applicants who have specific skills, but that they also know how to do time management and be responsible and reliable. And so I think, you know, if a person that's trying to look for a job, they really need to sit back and look and think about what they bring to the table, not necessarily what job they had or what degree they have or certificate they have, but what they can bring to the table and be able to articulate that to someone during an interview. We think about and assess candidates in order of motivation, capability to learn, and then skills, right? And we're in a very different industry, right? I know government contracting has different requirements than a private sector startup, software engineering company. But being able to articulate during the interview process how your life experiences are motivating you and bringing value to the business demonstrates that motivation, which is so critical uh, to the interview process, even if you don't check off all of the boxes. And then it's next, how can you articulate the areas that you know you might have gaps in, but your capability to learn and lean on previous examples and experience of times where you didn't know something, but here is how you kind of overcame that. And then finally, particularly within the technology sector and, and software engineering, it is evolving so fast that the skills today are going to change tomorrow. Those, those demands are very different. We're having this conversation every day at VidMob around what is the impact of AI on software engineering, on how quickly a uh, software engineer gets up to speed or changes technologies with these new tools. And so skills is very important, but your, ability, your, your motivation towards 
the work that you are looking to do, your capability to learn, then transfers down to the skills that you will need, right? And that's how we look at things. And I think that's a really important thing for folks who are looking at these job descriptions to keep in mind as they're they're selecting where they want to go. It seems like everyone is, all all they've been saying for the last year and a half is workforce, workforce, workforce. What's the disconnect between sort of the need that these firms have for workers and people that are in the job market trying to find opportunities. It feels like there's a bit of a disconnect. You know, you think of life science uh, careers or you think of careers in clean energy and uh, focused around climate change. Most of them are small businesses. And if you want to work in life sciences, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to have a chemistry PhD. You know, you could be a marketing person. You know, you could be a finance person. You could have a background in, uh, you know, social media. Your skill sets can be transferable to a lot of different companies. So we hear a lot like the life science industry is poised for 40,000 new jobs in the next, you know, few years in the Commonwealth. Those are all kinds of jobs. Um, Great. We're going to take a quick break and we'll come back uh, and wrap it up in section three. BIC Studios provides premium storytelling and digital media services for BIC members and affiliates. Our flexible studio space, professional camera packages, and industry expertise enable content opportunities from feature-length documentaries to marketing campaigns, original podcasts, and everything in between. For more information, please visit BerkshireInnovationCenter.com. Jumping back in, I would like to talk specifically about sort of the role that technology plays. So much of what's changing within the, the workforce is being driven by technology. So anyone want to jump in and have at that? I'll, I mean, I'll jump in. We've been saying, and you hear it often uh, as you're reading about the impact a- of AI, is in response to AI is going to take my job, we say AI is not going to take your job. It's those people that use AI better. Uh, that will. And I think this is this is very true. And, and I think this is a, a significant moment that we really as as a kind of modern society hasn't haven't seen this rapid acceleration of a technology happen so quickly and impact so many industries, right? This is not just isolated to software engineers or robotics or self-driving cars. The creative industry is being, you can use the word disruptive, influenced Adobe uh, on their announcements of their their new product is allowing people with ideas to become creators through this technology. And so it is it is actually going to unlock more opportunity for people who never thought they could p- pick up a paintbrush to take their idea and turn that into an asset, right, for them. And I think this is a, a really big moment for um, people who are looking at this future with concern or questions is is start to embrace it, understand the landscape. I think last month, over 2,000 new AI uh, products got launched, right? And there are hundreds being launched every week uh, across every industry. And this is just a big moment. And I think it's it speaks to the opportunity and not the concern, particularly for areas in, uh, like ours that it'll bring. So, Brenda, how about at a company like General Dynamics, where, you know, technology has always been a part of of your story? So there's been a history at General Dynamics where 60 years ago, the defense industry was leading technology and innovation with, you know, huge mainframe computers and everything was designed specifically for a specific task. And then as the commercial side grew, we started using 
what's called COTS, commercial off-the-shelf technology. We did, and we still do, take COTS computers and things like that, and we ruggedize them or we you know, work on them so that they are more secure and able to do the work for the defense industry. So that alone has, has changed. There's been that flip. Now, more recently, the change has been not only in the technology, but in the workforce. As we all know, the pandemic changed a lot of things. And, you know, historically, our 1,600 people worked in the facility, in the offices. And when the pandemic hit, we had work that we had to do. We had to keep our employees working, but we wanted to keep them safe. And so we were able to very quickly change our employees from having to be on site to having them be uh, remote workers. And we did that for a few years within the pandemic. Now, obviously, there were a lot of people that had to still work in the facility, our manufacturing workers, some people that work in secure labs, things like that. But we also ensured that they were all safe uh, when they came to work. Now that the pandemic is over, we are seeing a shift of employees doing more of a hybrid. So those employees that could work from home still work from home, but they come into the office. And I think as human beings, we like the interaction of being able to interact with other people and have those water cooler conversations and just have those face-to-face meetings. So we are seeing more and more people coming back into the office, but they're also using that technology to be able to to stay and work from home. One of the things that people are looking for beyond just a, a paycheck is quality of life, right? And, I, and Ben, I think a lot of the message we want to carry forward about some of the opportunities that are available through our member companies that is about a job that can provide quality of life, that can pro- provide upward mobility, um, that can provide a, a, a balance in life. And, you know, so from AI to remote work, I mean, do, we, you know, do you believe that technology is sort of helping create more quality of life in some of the jobs that are here in the Berkshires? We've been able to recruit people from outside of the area. And even before the pandemic, our recruiting would show pictures of skiers and people hiking and biking. And those were the pictures that drew people to come talk to us. They wanted to know, where could I work and have that access? And so the, the selling point of the Berkshires is not just for tourists and visitors. It's for people who want to have that quality of life to actually live here. And so it's great to be able to have a job at General Dynamics or VidMob and in the afternoon go out and and go skiing or go hiking. So the beauty of the Berkshires really allows for that work-life balance. I think there was this collective recognition of what's important during the pandemic, and more people realized that spending more time with family, being in a place they're comfortable, being a place like the Berkshires was actually so attractive. And if they could work and live in that place, um, that was something that actually drew a lot of people here to the Berkshires. Um, there was a story the other day uh, that I read, and the headline was essentially like, it's not the office that people are rejecting. It's not the return to office. It's literally the commute. People got more frustrated with the commuting to the office and wasting 45 minutes or an hour each way uh, than being in the office. Most people report that they actually like being in an office, like being around colleagues, what they hate is a commute. And that's something that I think when people spend time here during the pandemic, 
had this reflective moment. Um, and as a community, as employers, we really should lean into that. So I think that's a, that, that is our strength of the quality of life, the ease of life, um, good educational systems here in the Berkshires. And the way that, you know, technology also allows people to transition to the Berkshires. Um, you know, we talk about earlier, we talked about having to sort of lean in to really find your place in the job market. There's this point for people when they're deciding, you know, whether to move to the Berkshires, how do you like de-risk that move? Um, if you or your spouse or your partner can, or one of you can work remotely at your job in Boston or New York or Washington or wherever you're moving from, as you transition, you may not want to do that forever, but as a transition tool, it's de-risk that move in a lot of ways. Um, the ability to work remotely, the way the market is right now, I'm able to do it, and now I'm going to sort of really lean in and find my spot here in the Berkshires. Anything you want to add to this uh, dialogue here, James? Pre-pandemic, that was probably one of the larger kind of friction points for a potential employee was like, what happens if VidMob is not successful, right? And now I'm in the Berkshires, right? And, you know, we talk about the other opportunities, whether it's a general dynamics or, you know, healthcare industry has a lot of technical jobs here in the area. Um, but, you know, it is, it was a risky situation, but post pandemic and particularly if a software engineer, right, the, the ability and availability of remote jobs is just so much higher now. And it does reduce that risk. Um, but it's not, you know, I think it's just something we need to lean into as as a community um, more. I'd like to close talking specifically about the role of community colleges and vocational education in you know laying the the fertile earth for the next generation. A big part of what uh, needs to happen, especially as technology evolves so quickly, is we have to go very far downstream to, I don't want to say win hearts and minds, but like create um, like a foundational education for people, specifically in the Berkshires, around the fact that these opportunities exist here in Berkshire County and that they don't have to run off to the big city just to have a quality of life or work for some fancy firm. You want to, uh, Brenda, start by talking about, you know, from your perspective, the role of, you know, both vocational education and community colleges as sort of a pipeline, not just for training and vocational skills, but also for laying the groundwork for these ideas. General Dynamics works with a number of colleges in the Berkshires. For example, we work with Berkshire Community College um, on manufacturing and on business and also engineering. Uh, we've had a number of engineers that we've hired that started with an associate's degree at Berkshire Community College and then went on to other colleges to get their bachelor's and master's. And so that's been a tremendous resource for us. And then also MCLA has worked with us to create an electrical engineering concentration where we've been able to hire a number of students to work in our engineering department. We've also been able to hire a number of students that have a math degree or a physics degree to work in our technology areas. Colleges are starting to be more innovative. They are looking to the region to see what types of jobs are needed. For example, MCLA has just created a nursing program. And, you know, they've, they're seeing the need for more nurses in Berkshire County. And so they're able to pull to, to get students from both within Berkshire County and outside of Berkshire County to get into these degrees and have these potential careers. And the hope is that they're going to love the Berkshires as much as we do, and they're going to want to stay in the Berkshires to live here and work here. So we also did a program with McCann Tech 
a program with not their high school students, but with people that were either currently employed or unemployed. And we did a a pilot program where we got those people to work on a, a special project that would give them the skills that would help them to get a job at General Dynamics. And um, we actually were able to hire uh, one or two people directly because of that program. So there's a lot of different ways that employees that are working and living in the Berkshires and companies can partner with colleges, schools, and community colleges to create programs that would make them ready for career opportunities. How about you, James, from, you know, from VibBomb's perspective? How do you go downstream and get that next generation of workers? We have historically uh, leaned in on kind of this emerging uh, education track, which is called boot camps, coding boot camps. Uh, and there's a, a growing number of organizations that exist, but help they're pretty immersive and intensive uh, six months to 12 month uh, curriculums that really are for career changers and really fast track them to develop the fundamental skills within um, within the software engineering in, uh, industry. And so uh, we've, we've used uh, that as a kind of recruitment and hiring resource and goes back to my earlier point of, of finding uh, these folks with transferable skills across uh, different walks of life. And it's been, it, that's been a great avenue for us. And, you know, I know, uh, the BIC uh, has worked and does work with an organization uh, in Albany called Can Code, who's been a more regional uh, conversion of that and helping to really uh, level up the IT and computer skills and coding skills of, of folks within within the region. And that has been great for us. Just to build off of kind of the investment in community colleges and, and vocational, communities obviously understand the value of that investment, but large organizations are starting to understand this new opportunity operating model. Amazon is sees that in the next five to 10 years, there's going to be a major uh, gap in employees to do machine learning AI work. And so they have programs that they'll work with community colleges to build up regional AI development programs to train the next generation of workers. And I think this is just really speaks to you know, what is predicted to be a, a significant gap in the resources required for that next technology shift that we're all going to experience and needing to have those people in place to help us do that successfully. Um, and that's going to be here in the Berkshires, in Massachusetts, but across the country as well. And so I think it's really important for us to be really recognizing that the largest organizations see that as a gap and are also figuring out ways and looking for partners in, in bridging that gap. So Ben, sort of, you know, closing with you from, you know, the perspective of the BIC, Williams is an academic partner. MIT is an academic partner through the Manufacturing Academy. You know, the academic players are a big part of our, of our network. Um, but in terms of like boots on the ground, right? Like here in Berkshire County, I mean, what role does vocational education specifically play? Is it about curriculum? Is it about sort of what's being trained at that level? Um, in addition to just, you know, trying to get downstream to, to frankly, you know, younger people that uh, I think the value of that four-year bachelor's degree and all that student debt people come out with is losing, is it's lost some of its shine. We're an organization that tries to bridge 
the academic partners and the industry partners as well as government partners. Um, and, I, and I appreciate what Brenda said earlier about the willingness of institutions to be really flexible right now. I, I'm seeing that a lot. Of, uh, you know, she mentioned MCLA. I know they're also standing up a, a quality assurance, quality control program. Uh, it's directly in response to a, to a couple of local companies who really just need that um, and encouragement, you know, and support from Mass Life Science Center, um, support from uh, the BIC to help stand this up and shape this and make sure it's flexible and adaptable enough and, and, it, and it continues to adapt. I think that's something they're very cognizant of as well. Um, at the Vogue Vogue School level, uh, you know, I can say we just, we, we run a, a, a lean consortium group here at the BIC where most of our member companies will travel as a group from firm to firm and sort of get eyes on each other's floor and see what each other's doing. We had a group last week that took a tour of, of McCann Tech um, just to see the school and see what they were doing. And it was, uh, you know, first of all, uh, they were tremendously impressed by the programs there. And, you know, I can say, like, um, we have this sort of running uh, sort of, not joke around here, but 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 you got a McCann kid in quotes. Oh, you got a McCann kid, um, and they just have built such a reputation around here that whether you're talking to uh, General Dynamics or Vidmob or Lenco or even you know I heard it from someone at Mountain One Bank the other day that said, "Oh, you got a McCann kid." Ooh, you know this like this like you found the golden nugget. The the truth is, um, if you talk to the superintendent up at McCann, they have to turn away applicants now. Uh, I think, you know, 20 or 40 students had to, you know, they just didn't have space for them each year. Locally here in Pittsfield, Taconic High School is shifting to an all vocational model really to meet the demand. So I think at least locally we're seeing um, uh, students really interested in in pursuing vocational education. And, and I think part of our job at the BIC and from the industry side is to get downstream to the students to start to make them aware of where that can take you and the types of jobs that can bring you into. It's not only the students that are there in high school, that their programs are, they're having night programs, weekend programs, where you can take people who are, you know, like I said earlier, unemployed or underemployed and get them retrained with new skills. So those vocational schools can can help a number of employees. Well, there's support here in the Commonwealth. We have these uh, quasi-governmental agencies set up. I'm, I'm thinking of Mass Life Science Center, Mass Clean Energy Center, and Mass Tech Collaborative specifically, um, who, who really do lean into this space and will work. They want to partner with a community college, um, a uh, vocational school to implement programming. Just like James was talking about with Amazon, you have quasi governmental agencies who are willing to invest the money and, and and expertise to make sure that a voc school or a community college is being very responsive to the needs of those priority sectors in the industry sector. So um, they're doing it across the Commonwealth. You see some great models um, about, you know, wind turbine uh, engineers or wind turbine technicians or um, biomanufacturing technicians that are receiving support in the there's a there's a partnership between government, a voc or a community college, and, and an industry um, partner that uh, the model really works, and so um, the government's leaning into it as well. Well, it, it certainly is a very particular time in the workforce, uh, and you know it seems like there are sort of a number of things to solve for both uh, both in, in firms and both in terms of sort of communicating some of these ideas to people that are job seekers. I mean, you know, firms want quality workers. 
reliable workers, well-trained workers. People want reliable jobs that provide quality of life. Um, you know, and I hope sort of through this podcast and through, um, you know, some of the, the work that we're doing here at the BIC and, you know, that, that there's a, that the, it's, it's sort of a long play here, um, that there is, it's almost like a culture change around, uh, around workforce that it's almost like the moment that we're in right now within the workforce is going to have a long-term in, impact on how the workforce evolves, um, whether that's from a policy perspective or a, or a training perspective, I hope that the, you know our listeners got something out of um, you know hearing from the three of you and your unique perspectives today. Because these are issues; these are kitchen table issues that affect everyone. Thank you for tuning in today. You know, thank you to Brenda Burdick from General Dynamics, James Kupernick from VidMob, uh, Ben Sosny from the Berkshire Innovation Center. Uh, we hope you'll tune in next time for episode two of Innovation Lives Here: The Changing Workforce. The Berkshire Innovation Center serves as a catalyst to spark innovation and sustainable growth of technology-focused companies. We do this through programs that promote learning and enrich people in technology-led career paths, and by providing research and innovation space for people and companies to explore new technologies, all while convening and connecting our community. We can do more together. For more information, please visit BerkshireInnovationCenter.com. Thank you for joining us for this first installment of Innovation Lives Here the changing workforce. In our next episode, we will zoom in on the advanced manufacturing sector in the Berkshires through the story of Interprint, who is embarking on a nearly $28 million expansion of its Pittsfield plant, expanding its facilities on Route 41 by 57,000 square feet and adding 20 new jobs over the next three years. For more information about career opportunities and growing and emerging industries here in the Berkshires, please visit innovationcareers.org forward slash Berkshires and catch future episodes of innovation lives here wherever you get your podcasts until next time I'm your host PJ Moynihan signing off from big studios